Hello there. Welcome. This is a special edition of To a Certain Degree called Odd Numbers. When my guests return to the WPRK studios to be on the show again, we choose a theme, we play some music, and we chat. Do we always stay on topic? Not quite, but it's always a fun talk, and I think you'll like it. The topic for this episode is fringe festivals and the shows within them. Couldn't have someone better to talk about that than my returning guest, Neil Arthur James. Neil, aka Dandy Darkly, is a longtime fringe performer, a one man show that generally premieres his new stuff at the Edinburgh Festival. He was in town to premiere California Screamin', Dandy Darkly's California Screamin', at the Orlando Fringe Winter Mini Fest. That event is long over, but Neil will be back for the Orlando Fringe in May 2020 with another new show. For more on this episode, please visit to a certain degree.com. And now, on with the show. Mother Mother on WPRK, Warner Park, Florida, from the 2008 album Oh My Heart. I don't know if that's how they wanted you to say that, but that was the song Ghosting. Good morning. My name is Nick. Every week I get to be here and ever and have a special guest come on and I get to talk to them. I'm so lucky to do that from 7 to 9 every Monday. And sometimes it's a returning guest. And so this one has been haunting me, has been ghosting me for years and years. Like I've a... Been, like a- Poltergeist. Exactly, exactly. Like a wonderful chains. Like a wonderful spirit who visited me on Christmas. Uh, the ghost of Christmas. Uh, anyway, sorry, I'm going too far with this analogy. <laughs> An hour of allegory. Yeah, exactly. Neil Arthur James is here. Good morning, Hi, Neil. Hey, good morning. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being here and it's getting my honor. Up early. Uh, I love getting up early. You? No, you don't. <laughs> no one. Very few people do like that. But you actually flew in early to Orlando. So you're one of the few people from outside of Orlando who comes in and gets to be on the show. Hey, it's, it's, mainly, it's mainly just Orlando. People. It's all about the hustle. It's all exactly. about you. If someone says dance, Dandy will dance. OK, well, and so Dandy Darkly is your alter ego. One of your alter uh, egos. Now one of them. I know I'm, <laughs> I'm becoming a, I'm becoming a. I'm Sybil now. There's, a little there's bit. multiple a little, multiples oh, in there. Some multiple personality. No, I wouldn't say even disorder. It's just order. No, it's an order. Yeah. It's they're in order. <laughs> to to the power <clears throat> of three right now. In fact, Dandy's busting to get out. I need I'm to like sure. drop my octaves a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, it's Neil. Hi everyone. Neil Arthur James is here. Uh you might know him as Dandy Darkly from his multiple appearances at the Orlando Fringe Festival. Uh. You are in town for the fourth annual Orlando Fringe Winter Mini Fest. How exciting. It's really fun. It um, is. And if you haven't been to this, if you know about the Fringe, uh, definitely check out the Winter Mini Fest. This is a fundraising opportunity, but they also bring in a lot of fantastic shows. Oh, yeah. Some of which were at Fringe last year. Some of the some of the top top acts yeah. that I've seen and around some the of circuit who weren't here last year. Mm-hmm. So this is going to yeah. be some new stuff, including a new show from Neil, a new uh, show Dandy from Darkly. Dandy Darkly. Yeah, exactly. California screaming. Dandy Darkly's California screaming. It's a, um, what am I doing? Why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> you know, 
I could have just rolled in, done the little da 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 da, but no, no, you I'm have to delivering do it. New show. A world, I love Orlando. A world premiere. It's all for you guys. Uh, you're doing three shows. Let's just get this out there right now. Three yeah. shows: Friday night, Saturday night, and, and Sunday. Sunday at four twenty. At four twenty. I don't know if the third lovely producer Mike Marinaccio is doing a subtle joke about the content of my trippy psychedelic mm-hmm. sometimes. Uh, Sometimes bad trip uh, work or or not, but yeah, four twenty. Light him up, everybody. <laughs> is that legal here yet? A recreational is not. It should be. It we should guys, be. They you guys are. Could they're make, working on it. The state could make even more money off of everyone's who's uh, coming to visit. Off of yeah, off of everyone's just. Uh, uh, relaxation time than you already do. So let's talk off air about setting up that dispensary on Disney property. <laughs> Absolutely. And if by dispensary, yeah. I mean a Disney, truck. Disney, I mean a, Disney plus indeed. Yes. I mean an unmarked van that will drive around <laughs> from resort to resort. Uh, but let's talk to Neil. So Neil, you are the writer, the actor, the performer, the uh, sound effects, the Foley artist yeah. for all of your shows. So we talked yes. to you. We, like, there's more that I have a mouse in my pocket. I talked to you a couple of years ago when you first came down mm. for, to do, uh, that was Myth Mouth. Yeah, Dandy Darkly's Myth Mouth, my, um, my fourth solo show yeah. that I produced in the same vein. Um, so, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it, it, and and it was great. Uh, I I ended up getting um, uh, a great uh, bring your own venue spot over mm-hmm. at St. Matt's Tavern, and um, had a great had a great response. Yeah, yeah. you know it's it, it's it, it's it's it can be a hike sometimes. It can be a real journey in terms of you know finding a spot when you're doing these festivals around the world. Um, but I certainly, you know, like like I said, it's all about the hustle. Mm-hmm. It's about getting in there, getting your little self seen, trying to get some feedback from people. Hopefully, a couple butts will show up to keep the keep the church pews warm. Uh, but, over at St. Matt's, yeah, yeah. But if not, you know. And then last year, you were on campus, for lack of a better term. You had a venue, uh, green venue. Was I was it? in the green venue. Yeah, and lovely you did, green venue. Uh, Dandy Darkly's all aboard. Yeah, so that my, was a brand new show that you were doing there in terms of for the fringe. Yeah, yeah, in terms of the Orlando Fringe, it was a brand new show. Um, this one though, California Screaming, is the world premiere of oh. this of this of this show. So, but back to All Aboard. Yeah, it was great. I tell you what, uh, came in. I it was part of a little tour of American festivals that mm-hmm. I had wrangled together across a couple states and um it got a great feedback holy cow everyone everyone attended and uh i i won the festival which is yeah. uh yeah i know hit a little button with like cheer yeah yeah I'll it was that. it was fantastic good i hope so yeah. i like cheering cheering throngs <laughs> <laughs> you do or dandy does because sometimes oh, it's hard to keep Dan- you guys straight definitely dandy does yeah. neil can be a bit a bit, a bit more reticent, I suppose. Yeah, I, I would imagine, and we talked a little bit about this, if you missed any of the original show that I had Neil and Dandy appearing on, and we'll, we'll have an appearance from Dandy oh, a little gosh. bit later, I'm sure. He's over there. He's, he's sulking. He's sulking because he's not on yet, actually. 
uh, you can listen to a little bit of, we talked a lot about the writing process. So doing a one man show, especially one that is as rehearsed as yours is. Mm -hmm. So one thing we discussed that I don't know if people realize is that it's not improvisational. No. Um, and especially you have typically uh, sound effects and a music soundtrack going along with it. So you have beats that you have to hit throughout. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's um, uh, the style of storytelling that I that I perform. It's um, it's traditional. It's a traditional sort of storytelling in that it's fictional. A lot of it is based on <clears throat> real stuff or, or it's satire, but it's traditional storytelling. But it's very skewed with like pop culture and sound mm -hmm. effects and... Um, and yeah, and, and my myself, my husband, um, a little wrecking crew of friends who I've who've helped me develop this um, this mode of performance over almost a decade. We've um, we've come up with a really fun, um, really terrific improvisational approach to creating the music. Mm -hmm. The stories that I write and perform inform the music. I then layer the music on top of each other using just a little cheapy free program uh, with sound effects. And then the resulting soundtrack of the show informs it in um, really, really, really surprising ways. It's fun. I have more fun doing what I do than I think anyone in the audience, sometimes a lot more than the people <laughs> in the audience. But you know what? Screw well, them. Well, and that lends itself to the reason you keep doing it, right? <laughs> yeah, like the oh, idea absolutely. is that, you know, you want to continue doing this because it is fun for you. It is fun to put on, I, I will say the costume, but I mean that literally and figuratively, that you get into a role and you get to act like a different person. I would imagine that's kind of interesting and oh, absolutely. compelling as well. You know, part of that too is uh, just the nature of the stories that I tell, the you know, particularly with this last show, All Aboard, um, I've really stepped into a role of Dandy has really stepped into a role of a Southern Gothic mm -hmm. um, genre storyteller. Uh, you know, very outlandish tales full of supernatural elements and, um, you know, hints of hints of incest and uh, villainy and all of these things that are very prevalent in um, Southern Gothic um, the Southern Gothic tradition, mm -hmm. but also meshed with like, you know, kind of pushed through this um, queer sieve, if you will, uh, and pop cult with a lot of pop culture sprinkled into it. Because also, you know, pop culture, reality television, memes, all of that is our modern oral tradition. Of course, you know? yeah. I mean, as, as much as, as beleaguered as I am sometimes by social media, uh, you can't deny that <clears throat> it is how we communicate, how modern, how we communicate modern times. So to take something that has such a traditional basis in folklore and legend, um, and then to try to approach it um, with aspects of 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 modern of modern times. I mean, the new show, Dandy Darkly's uh, California Screaming. I don't even I don't even know the title of it yet. Uh, the new show has elements of virtual reality and social mm. media. There's a, uh, uh, 
there's a you know um, rea uh, reality television um, voting for voting for a celebrity to be you know viciously abused to the humor of the watching masses at home you know um, you know I, I think one of the lines is finally Americans could could heal their hardships via the cleansing catharsis of celebrity brutality you know so you know I, I delve very much into um, into all of that I mean it's 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 no different than the than the Romans with their gladiator arenas you know those sorts of things where we get to see our our cherished heroes suffer nonstop. Um, and that's kind of how that's, I mean, but that lends itself also to, you know, gossip magazines and tabloid sure. press paparazzi that's been around forever, which also plays a huge part in the upcoming show. And in terms of this, of this wonderful, wonderful, this pristine siren of cinema who has appeared in three of my past shows. Mm -hmm. Her name is America Sweetheart, and she is the protagonist of my silver screen soliloquy, which I'm very excited to to perform. It's, it's, bring. it's dripping off of my lips, even even here. <laughs> it's, it's ready to get just, out. Did you want to just practice it? I will. Right I no, will. Let me just hit play. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about um, your experiences at the Fringe, um, at the Orlando Fringe uh, specifically, but also other Fringe festivals. Mm -hmm. For people who don't know, and I didn't really realize this until last year, I wrote an article about the lottery process. Ooh. Because what I wanted to dig into was how do they actually pick the shows that are in there? Because mm -hmm. I would think that, you know, some Fringe festivals might have a committee of some kind, oh, yeah. a jury that says, Some okay, do. we want this, this, and this. Uh, but the Orlando Fringe is completely based on a lottery system. Uh, this year, they got more applications than ever. There were 400 total applications. That's wild. For, I think it's around 120, 130 spots. Yeah, it's tight. It's competitive. Um, and so <clears throat> you've come down, now it'll be three times? This will be your third full Fringe? That's coming up here in 2020. Oh yes, and we'll yeah. get to that. But but, uh, but, but, but so out of the three times, you've yes. only won the lottery once. Okay, so so let's talk is about the lottery real fast. Yeah. So yeah, there is a lottery um, for the Orlando Fringe. Mm -hmm. um, the lottery system is in place for the majority of the CAF festivals. CAF stands for the Canadian Association of Fringe Festivals. It is the governing body of primarily all of Canada's fantastic uh, tour of, of festivals yep. that fall from east to west across the summer. I'm in, I landed in a couple of them, which is fantastic. Including Luck. Edmonton, right? Um, I'm, that... I'm, I'm in negotiations for, well, the, okay. Yeah. So, so I landed in Toronto and Vancouver. So those are two, those lottery are two based. lottery based. I got it. Um, Orlando is also lottery based. It is a, it's a good system. It can be, oh, it's a punch in the gut. If you don't get them. I know, right. I know so many talented in the trenches performers who didn't land a single one, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Um, so I consider being in two to be, you know, that's fantastic. It's yeah. also the luck of the draw. I, I appreciate it because it does, let's say you have, let's say you, Nick, want to do a friend show mm -hmm. about this delicious cup of coffee 
that's not on the table here. Sure. Let's say <laughs> this delicious cup of coffee. I want to do a friend show about my cup of coffee. Well, dang it. You certainly can. I have as and, much chance yeah. as somebody who's been doing fringe festivals or theater for exactly, years. Exactly, exactly. You can. And I so very appreciate that. Yeah. The one thing that I do oftentimes find frustrating mm-hmm. is as they're drawing the names, because um, a lot of the <clears throat> a lot of the fringe festivals also make the drawing a big party, you know. Yeah, they, yeah. They have it live cast, live streamed online, and everything. And as they're pulling names, it's just um, titled to be announced, titled to be announced, titled to be announced, and that that can be frustrating. Yeah, if for you're people in who have there a placeholder, and and, and and you're ready to go, and you yeah. got your idea, and it's all written. So that can be frustrating, but at the same time, I'm very much in favor of uh, of uh, someone having that opportunity to go in to do it. And there are plenty of curated festivals as well. The mm-hmm. Cincinnati Fringe Festival is a fantastic one that a, a board of 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 people go over um, go All over the applications, applications and uh, they okay. choose ones. Um, the Edinburgh Fringe, which is the granddaddy of the mall yeah. have, has several different um, venue companies that manage multiple spaces. The other thing too that's unique for um, Orlando Fringe, A, it is, it's run like a, like a fine, Swiss watch, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah. I personally, I, I've never attended a better organized, better run, uh, just a, just a festival where there's so much support for the artists mm-hmm. and not only support from the organizers, but oh my goodness, support from the audiences. They're in it to see some strange stuff. You know, it's why this little Southern Gothic cussing clown can roll in and do a little weird show and you know and that's get, dandy darkly that is Neil. dandy darkly yes. not Just me wanted to make sure not me we're, <laughs> we're we're becoming one in the same it's why now a, a new one has popped out from under my elbow um you know it's it's why because the audiences here in orlando are are so are so hip to a lot of the stuff that has come in and honestly it's that competitiveness mm-hmm. it's that that spawns, you know, so much unique stuff coming in. I mean, just for this, um, for this mini festival alone over the weekend, you know, you have people from, from Brooklyn, from Vancouver, from, uh, from, uh, Los Angeles myself. I mean, there's so many fantastic performers who are coming in. I mean, people I really, really respect. Yeah. And a lot of local performers. Yes. Oh, of course. Yes, absolutely. I mean, goodbye. Um, uh, written by uh, John Paul Kernigan, I believe, is, sure. is yeah, is coming That's back. That's how I always say his last name. Good, good, good. You know. <laughs> well, and how do you bear from Luke Belasia, uh, who was here uh, as a oh, guest yeah. on the show, <clears throat> and who had a they had a great run, and oh I think yeah, done I mean, that, if, uh, at a couple of other places as well. I mean, uh, Paul Strickland is returning with his show 90, 90 Lies a Minute. Um, the Cold Hearts are, are hidden here from Brooklyn. Um, they're uh, an Orlando Fringe favorite. They're having a, a doing a, a spinoff of their Edgar Allan Poe show. It's called Eddie Poe, which I'm excited to see. Yeah, that's him as a kid, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. St. Kilda is another. It's uh, Jody Christopherson. She is 
from New York, and hers—I've never seen her show, but it's—it's it's like uh, it's like storytelling with looping audio mm. and a soundtrack behind it. So I'm really excited to see that one. Of course, John Bennett is back. He's um, he's doing Fire in the Meth Lab. He's doing it's the Rabbit Hour, sort of a variety late night sort of thing. Um, oh, he also has a he's doing a. Um, an Australian relief fundraiser at the Savoy on the 14th. Oh, good. Yeah, for okay. his home home country. Which yeah, because he's from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is basically on fire. It is. It's um, awful. So let's talk a little bit about the difference between the Winter Mini Fest and the actual <clears throat> Fringe Festival. Oh, yeah. So the Mini Fest, this is the fourth annual one. This is a fundraiser, and you can find out more about it at ofwinterminifest.com. Or just look up the Fringe Festival. You'll find it there yeah, as well. Yeah, pop right up. Uh, this is a small weekend gathering. Um, there's still a pin that you have to buy. Uh, mm-hmm. It's $3 for the pin, and then I think around $15 yeah, per ticket. Yeah, it's $15 a ticket. Um, and this is a way to get people excited about the Fringe, which only happens once a year, mm-hmm. but is such a big event. I think it's the... It's one of the largest, one of the oldest in North America. Oh, yeah, definitely in North America. I mean, I would say it's one of the largest in the world. I mean, I, I mean, it doesn't compare in size maybe to Edinburgh, which I think is a whole month. Edmonton is huge. Yeah. Edinburgh, I mean, Edinburgh is the entire month. It's, yeah. It's wild. There's like 3,500 shows a day. So it was interesting. So in the last conversation we had, you pointed out, and I didn't know this, that Edinburgh started as a reaction to another festival, another, I think it was a theater or art festival, mm-hmm. for the people who couldn't get into that one, which was a very prominent and probably um, well-respected, but felt maybe clicky to a lot of people, they had this reaction of creating the Fringe Festival because it was on the fringes. Yeah, right? no, that's, kind of where I mean, that's specifically from. where the name yeah. comes from. You know, this was these were the artists who opted... They, you know, thumbed their nose and said, well, we're going to do our art right here. And subsequently, the festival that that was spawned from that. um, 70-something years. Yeah, it's like 72 now or something like that. Um, Has has since dwarfed the... The original Dwarfed the original International Arts Festival, which is still there in Edinburgh during the same time, but has also spawned a worldwide movement. And now we see... Another reason for a lot of the competitiveness of these festivals, too, is because now we're seeing um, so many artists who began their their journey at the Edinburgh Fringe, like uh, like Hannah Gadsby and like uh, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who just won another Emmy. I'm sorry, another Golden Globe mm-hmm. for um, Fleabag, which started out on stage, which started out on stage. Yeah, um, you know, we we. We see the we see so many of these artists now, and with and there's such uh, with so many streaming channels um, popping up all over the place. You know, there's a need for. I feel like there is a need. There's a. I wouldn't say need. What I would say is there is certainly and producers and and content makers, showrunners mm-hmm. are a lot more interested in peeking their eyes into. You What's know these these formerly yeah. these formerly fringe you know fringe corners where people would go oh, fringe show get that away from me now it's like oh well we need to fill we need to fill subscriber a lot of time. hours what can we get and it's 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 really 
There is really fantastic stuff out there. Yeah. That's and it's in your backyard here, which is which is the best, you know. It's interesting because um, you know, what you think of is that's how stand-up comedians eventually got onto television is mm-hmm. they yeah, needed content. That's a great point. Yeah. Um podcasts are now like uh I can't remember which one was just uh I'm sure more than one has been turned into a television mm-hmm. show, but one specifically with I think Jessica Beale as the lead on it, Green something, hmm. Limetown. Oh, Limetown. Green something. You yeah, know, translates to Limetown. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they need we need content. So where else would we go to find that except for uh, these festivals that are really driven by the passion of people going to theater and the passion of the people who are the creators mm-hmm. of these things? You know, that's I think that's that's a great. It, it, it's making me think about um, also just about um, you know there was a big boom when American Idol first came on mm-hmm. and and how so many of you know modern top contemporary stars all were groomed from American Idol as well yeah. and uh, <clears throat> you know a- lo- just looking at looking at routes of exposure are, yeah. are so it's it's an interesting. Um, Interesting. I don't know. It's a like I said, a... I like I said earlier on in 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 the in our chat. You know, a lot of my work is very focused on on pop culture mm-hmm. and how it's 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 all about communication. You know, my my storytelling is is um, it's entertainment, but it's also very much commentary. And this particular show has been a real um, has been a real interesting walk because it is the you know i i I kind of i've repurposed a couple older stories that all had the that were all about the same the same protagonists from three different shows america's sweetheart um the star of these final girl films these uh, cultish horror films which i that particular genre i'm such a fan of myself um and so you know revisiting these much older stories. One of them dates as far back as 2014. <sighs> Who even remembers when? 2014? Oh my gosh! What? That Were was so we long alive ago. Then? Were we? <laughs> Did cars even have cameras on them when we backed up back then? Um, but but it's been a real uh, it's been a real journey uh, journey. It's 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 been it's been a real task, is what I'll say. It's been a real task going back to these older stories and going. Well, your voice is completely different. <clears throat> yeah, five years I, ago. Yeah, even... I was a little more brash. Dandy was a lot more brash, a yeah. lot more bold. Um, I've gotten. I don't want to say Dandy's become an old sentimentalist, but he has in many ways. So it's been fun, kind of peeking back into that. That 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 older that older vein for yeah. this um for this show. So just for everyone to know, uh, the regular Fringe Festival, the Orlando Fringe Festival, happens in May. In May, uh, you will be there in a, what's known as a bring your own venue. Yeah, venue. yeah, yeah. So back to what we were talking about. So, yeah, so uh, we were talking about three, the lottery. Let's see, twenty fifteen. No, two thousand two thousand. 17? 2017, yeah. I did a Myth Mouth. Myth Mouth over at St. Matt's Tavern. Last year, I had a fantastic time over in the green venue on campus. And this summer, 2020, I'm debuting a brand new show over at 
the center. It's their it's the rainbow rainbow venue. Yep. Um, it's the LGBT center. Mm-hmm. It's uh, curated by lovely George Wallace, who's one of the former directors of the Orlando Fringe. I think yep. he did it for like ten years here. Really, I I remember first remember meeting George and Mike Marinaccio, who's now a festival producer. Um, he stepped down from directing it, I believe, and now Lindsay Taylor is the new director of yep. the Orlando Fringe. Um, no, but I met George and Michael on a panel of like, where to take your Fringe show next? You know, when I was in Edinburgh so many years ago, and that was the first time where I was like, oh, wow, there's other Fringes, other places, because, you know, I had just known about that big one, and I was like, well, let's go check them all out, you know? It really becomes like a, kind of like a mad like one of those wacky races from the 70s where everyone has a... It's a bit a, of cannonball run. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It has a kooky car and you're yeah. going from point to point, particularly <laughs> particularly if you are lucky enough to get into several of the festivals. You start to run into um, fellow artists and it becomes a lot... You know, it really becomes... It a really becomes... Community. It does. It becomes yeah. an in-the-trenches sort of moment uh, activity where you're cheering each other on, you're patting each other on the back if you have a particularly disastrous show or or sometimes you're just like oh i can't believe they got so and so again you know but that, that's just the nature that's the nature yeah. of it all it's um it's wonderful i love it but yeah i'm bringing my brand new character Ch- chastain to the rainbow venue and a show that's titled the lovers the dreamers and chet and Chet is, he's a... Is he a lover and or a dreamer? He's both. Okay, good. Oh, he's both in ample <laughs> qualities. He's an optimist. He's a survivor. He's the, he's the penultimate survivor. So many survivals. He's survived. He's survived. So many things. Everything. All right. Well, let's leave it at that for now. I think we're going to have uh, Dandy come in because he's chomping at the bit to come in. Oh, look at him over there. We might even have Chet come on a little bit later. (laughs) Let's see about that. But for right now, uh, let's play a song. Michelle Shocked with Quality of Mercy on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. And just in case you wanted to look up uh, Dandy Darkly and learn more about him and the shows coming up, dandydarkly.com. Or if you want to get tickets for this weekend, remember there's only three shows that Dandy Darkly is in, uh, Dandy Darkly's California Screamin', but there are a number of other shows going on uh, as well. And so everyone is fantastic. It's going to be really, really good. So go to ofwinterminifest.com. And this is Michelle Schacht on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Previously, to a certain degree, on the last episode, we had words, a lot of words, Author and librarian Sarah Fisk was the guest for that episode. We discussed all of her various alter-writing egos, along with the projects, the many, many projects she has going on. Subscribe to the podcast and never miss any episodes like this one ever again. Now back to the show. Michelle Schacht on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Is it Michelle Schacht? 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 Oh, I think it's pronounced Michelle. Michelle Schacht. (laughs) 
Uh, I'm Nick. I have a very special guest. Uh, this week uh, I have a, a multitude of very special guests, including the one, the only, the man, the myth mouth, the legend, uh, uh, Dandy Darkly is hi here. Hi, everyone. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, my gosh. It's so early for it's you. It's so early. Actually, I'm just, <laughs> it's either, I don't know if it's morning or night most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. It's, <sighs> it's dark out when yeah. you're awake for the most part. Hi. Good morning, Dandy. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so happy you're back in Orlando with Dandy Darkly's California Screaming. Oh, it's an honor to be here. Hello, Orlando. I love you. I love you all. Dandy, you get dragged to a lot, <laughs> uh, a lot of, yes, thank you, a lot of different fringe festivals. You've been to Europe. You've been to Canada. Oh. Uh, you've done the... the Actually, I've, I've, I've never done Canada. Oh, okay. But we're so on you, our way. You're getting we're up on there. Our way. This I'm summer. a newbie, newbie to the Great White North, and is north of the wall, north of that wall that we had to build to keep the Canadians out. Oh, of they course. built it to keep I'm, us out. I'm here. Oh, I got that's through. right. Yes. You made it. I did make it. Welcome, I'm so happy about little that. refugee. <laughs> uh, you've done the Fiji Fringe Festival. The Philippine Fringe Festival. Oh yes, absolutely. Worldwide. I've done them all. Talent. Uh, is Orlando your favorite? Orlando Fringe is the favorite fringe of Dandy Darkly. Everyone, oh, <laughs> it's without a doubt. Good. You know the that pontificating blabbermouth already went on and on. Uh, you know, vocally masturbating the wonderful, the wonderful Orlando Fringe over these airwaves. But I am here to attest to the to the triumphant, triumphant state of the theater festival that comes into your beautiful city of swamps and lakes and mosquitoes and we alligators. All of those things. Once a year. But all of those things. Who knew you have a little long weekend where suddenly people get invited back to perform and do do something Something strange. The Winter Mini Fest. Now, you are doing a show called California Screaming. Yes, I am uh, premiering, world premiere. This is, uh, you are now living in Los Angeles. I am. So was that part of the inspiration? And how has Los Angeles been treating you so far? You've only been there a few months, I've right? I've only been in the City of Angels for a few, few, few sacred months, Nick. And even then, even then, I was drawn back to my beautiful New York City mm -hmm. for an opportunity to perform at the Soho Playhouse as part of their Fringe Encores series, much like the Orlando Mini Winter Fringe, uh, celebrating some of the best performances around the world. And that was for All Aboard? That was for All Aboard, yeah. the one where I was a little choo-choo conductor, which I'm taking to Canada next that year. I'm, I'm in one. such demand, Nick. <laughs> everywhere, so, everywhere I go, throngs of people going, Dandy, when are you performing here next? Dandy, can I have your autograph? I'm like, no. I have a terrible germaphobic, which uh, throws a whole wrench into my... My my celebrity as of late, but I feel like you always make time for fans, if <laughs> in no other way than just stalking them online. Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> really, really. I'm counting who's not liking my things, who's mm -hmm. not thumbing up, who's not hearting. 
You have if a you whole choose list. a thumbs up and it's not a heart, there better be a good reason for that, mister. That's a good point. I don't understand the difference, so that's the reason I it's only subtle. do the thumbs up. It's yeah. a subtle social media thing. <laughs> only only myself and the young understand it. Because I am of the young. I am a I'm a creature. I'm a creature of 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 uh, of youth, if you will. I'm a, I'm a husk, but I'm inside inside. I'm a nubile nymph, just waiting to uh, to emerge to like your post. Oh, okay, gotcha. To emerge online to in the social it. media. Uh, venue growing up okay so just so i have this straight yes growing up in rural georgia i grew up in gaybird georgia 18 years in new york city 18 in new york city and then now you're going over to los angeles now i'm living in los angeles and you know what ah driving who knew i'm driving now i have a Totally pimped out uh, the Oldsmobile, yes, Oldsmobile mortuary car, if yeah. you will. So, is it the Dandy Mobile or is it the Darkly? Because I would actually <sighs> think the Darkly would be a better name, especially if it is a hearse. Oh, absolutely! As I'm imagining it is the Darkly. Yeah, I can see it. We have subwoofers in the back. We have, you know, pull you right up to the funeral. Tip Granny it. out in her uh, <laughs> in her in her opalescent uh, casket, it's and funeral, you're ready to go. Funeral Uber or Fuber. Hey, we're we're you are making you are making business right here. You need to write. You need to trademark them right I now. I should. I shouldn't say them on the radio. No, someone I think at that's home the biggest. Is, yeah, please do not Fuber, steal this. Fuber's now worth <laughs> billions of so dollars. B- Bitcoin. Uh, my dad once told me a story. I never know how many of my dad's stories are true or how many he just heard from other people. Writing from prison. He's yes, like, exactly. Dear little Nick. <laughs> but he told me about never a been friend over. of his, uh, never pick up the soap, of yeah. course, but also a friend of his who had a hearse mm. and put a bed in the back and then cut out the roof to put in a window <laughs> What? So that he could uh, seduce whoever he was seducing. This was a friend of my dad's. Uh, and then they could lie in the back of the hearse and watch the stars go by. Oh. Yeah. Well, that, so went, maybe, that went from really skeevy to kind of romantic. Yeah, so something you might want to do. <laughs> Which, skeevy to romantic, is pretty much the basis of an Andy Darkly sco- story. I, right there in the middle. Right there right in the, the middle, Venn diagram. Between skeevy and, and sentimental... And there is Dandy Darkly. <laughs> so, Dandy, you've been doing this on the road for about seven years. Seven eight years. years yeah, you started out at the Stonewall in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, what is next for you? You've got the Canadian Fringe Festival. Yeah, which we talked so about. Uh, I'm doing all aboard at a handful of Canadian Fringe mm-hmm. Festivals, and then you know, Nick, I'm not too sure. I don't really know. You know this. Um, I used to write a fiction blog about all of my adventures, Mm -hmm. but then demand was so high for my talent that I was asked to perform on stage telling some of my stories. We had to have you in front of us. Yeah, no. The writing wasn't enough. You know, no, the shoes. Wait till you see the shoes for my new show. I'm so excited. I'm so excited about my shoes, everybody. Um... How long were the cobblers working on that? <laughs> oh, if only. I do everything. <laughs> I'm a slave. I'm a slave to slave to the stage. Um I think 
I think it's time for a pivot. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think I'm 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 interested in what we're doing here, you know, just just blabbermouthing into Audio, a, yeah. into a beautiful phallic microphone in front of my face and uh what better way? There's no one looking at me quizzically except for you. There's no one scratching their head over what's being delivered to them. Sadly, there's no one in rap with rapt applause, you know, on mm-hmm. hanging on my every word like like there is in the live theater. But I really think this would be an opportunity for for some uh, sell some merchandise or something. Yeah, you know, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I mean, podcasts podcasts are in. You have a new podcast. Yes, I do. Thank you for uh, for plugging that. Hey, but I'm, I'm here, here to, to plug. I'm here to talk about you. I want to talk about you and the uh, show. What are you most excited about with this show? It's a world premiere, so you get to start something new. You I get, get to, to do something start new. something new. I get to jump right off the cliff with it. What's See? that like when you're premiering a new show? Because you've done five? I've done five. This will be six. This, and you know, something struck me, too. This is the first show that I have not premiered at the Edinburgh Fringe. Oh, okay. This is my first um, world premiere outside of that behemoth up in now, Edinburgh. Now, does that mean that you're no longer, like America no longer has that restraining order on you to not <laughs> premiere anything in the U.S.? I know. It was very, you know, it was it was the whole, uh, what, finally we had some changeover in the courts. I good, was able good. to, you know. You able to turn that over. Mr. Darkly goes to Washington, D.C. <laughs> I was like, please, the people need finally, to yes. hear a story yeah. about an aging beauty queen and... Yeah. And they Her. have to. Pre- we have to premiere it in America. Finally, yes, yeah. finally, finally. Yeah. So that's good. No, this is this is a this is a particular story. Uh, three of the stories are from three of my prior shows about this character, mm-hmm. this faded horror movie starlet, and her subsequent uh, subsequent career in a brutal, ugly, male-driven industry which is all of them, but particularly yes. the Hollywood Hollywood film industry. The machine that so, is Hollywood, yeah. Yeah, in particular, this this show really, it skews into some of my personal loves, horror movies and mm-hmm. camp camp culture, um, but also, you know, contemporary, contemporary themes, the Me Too movement, how, um, how we view and judge violence, in modern modern entertainment, particularly violence versus women against women, um, how we look at um, how we how we uh, digest information in this new information age, you know, and how we might do it in the future, you know, in terms of uh, reality reality entertainment, mm-hmm. you know, or not reality, but virtual entertainment, you know, actually plugging in and witnessing a, a horror movie unfold in front of your eyes, you know, in a, in a 4D kind of situation. Yeah. One of the stories delves very much into the potential for, um, for virtual reality. And, and I love it. And it's all set to beautiful, beautiful music, mm-hmm. which I produce with my friends. So you do all of that. You do all of it yourself. Yeah. Neil does nothing. He's a lazy, lazy, lazy man. And now... Does nothing. Worries all the time. That's all he does. Oh, yeah. I can understand that. 
Now, I understand, too, uh, you have a, I don't want to say a competitor, mm. but a, a co... It's getting ridiculous. A, a Room's getting... He's my ex-lover. Chet. Chet Chastain. Yes. He's my ex-lover of several decades. He's my off-and-on, off-and-on partner, if you will. Mostly off or... Very off. Okay, great. <laughs> These days, completely off. And he was so moved by everything at these festivals, he decided he wanted to make his own Fringe show. Yeah, and he'll be premiering that, or that'll be coming up at the Orlando Fringe? Yes, it's his show. Are you okay with that? That's what I was going to ask. I wanted to transition I'm very okay with it. I am. My ego, I've steeled my resolve. I've... I've reinforced my ego as a performer to allow myself to share a stage with someone else. Mm -hmm. It's what happens when you have a, a, a flamboyant sort of camp as opposed to, you know, relating stories about your life dressed in a flannel T-shirt with just your uh, blue jeans on. Once you take that bold choice to present a character... Mm -hmm. It opens the playing field to anything. Well, I would imagine, yeah, like a moth to a flame. We're all drawn to <laughs> Dandy. And since you're on stage, that's where we want to be as well. You know, come in. Just come in from the cold. Sit down. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you a story. Let any of me tell you a story. <laughs> Let all of me tell you a story. There's a lot to tell. It seems to be. There seems to be. So we'll be able to see Chet coming up in May at yeah, the Orlando Fringe. Yeah, I think Fringe. he's passed out over there. He doesn't Yeah, want to we'll talk. wake him up in a little bit. But Maybe. Dandy Darkly, uh, Dandy Darkly's California Screaming is coming up this weekend. Three shows. Three shows. Friday at 9, Saturday at 10, because it is a good sort of it's late night. It's a good night. late night. Oh, yeah. this is a spooky, spooky one. Is it a little bit of a ghost story? <clears throat> oh, Yes. No, the sentimental, the sentimentalist is gone, and we're back to Dandy Darkly, the ghost storyteller. I can't Great. wait. Oh, that'll be perfect. And then Sunday at four twenty, in case people want to get their tickets for oh, any of those get shows. those tickets. I think it's going to be a hot ticket. Let me tell you what. Uh, but there are a lot of other great shows there, so I would encourage you to go and look at the schedule that they have. Oh, yeah. I mean, a couple more off the top of my head. Um, John Michael, he's mm -hmm. doing his show, Meatball Seance. He had a wonderful time at the Edinburgh Fringe, but also over at the... Uh, he was in the Green Venue last year. Mm -hmm. um, he's Oh, he's also doing a fundraiser, I think, Tonight, Monday the 13th, over at the Abbey, if you can make it. He's performing his show, John Michael and the Order of the Phoenix, his, uh, his Harry, Potter, uh, Harry Potter parody. So you'll, you'll nice. see, that sounds funny. Oh, that's, if the 13th, that's next week. Today's the 6th. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> the 13th. Gosh, I don't even know what day it is. All right, Dandy. Well, let's leave it at that for now. We have to play a song. We're already at the end of the first hour. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm going to to talk to you. <laughs> How many more hours are there? Seven. <laughs> we're, doing a, we're doing an eight-hour show today. I'm all for it. I'm sure. I'm sure Dandy Darkly would have no problem with that. Uh, let's play a song by Mofro. Uh, this seemed to come to me when I was looking for songs to play when it came to Dandy Darkly. Santa Claus, True Love, and Freedom. On WPRK Winter Park, Florida, you're listening to Odd Numbers. Do you like podcasting? Do you think you may want to try it? 
then join me, Nick, I'm, I'm Nick, at the Orlando Public Library downtown to talk about starting your own podcast. I'll talk about equipment, guests, software, I'll cover it all, including microphones, which technically falls under equipment. Register for the event at OCLS.info. Now, back to the show. Canker Blossom with Scream from their 2018 album, Gooner, which is a lot of fun to say. And it certainly is. As well. I am Nick. This is a special edition of To a Certain Degree called Odd Numbers. I get to do this with a returning guest. In this cake, cake, in this cake. In I this, love cake. In this cake, we all get to have some. In this case, it's a returning guest, uh, guests. Uh, so Neil uh, Arthur James is here. Hi, everyone. Good morning again, Neil. Good morning. Uh, we had Dandy Darkly on oh, earlier. Oh, my goodness. And I played that song, Scream, because guess what? Dandy Darkly's California Screaming is the show that's world premiering this weekend at the fourth annual Orlando it's all Fringe about a scream queen winter everyone. mini fest yeah so I thought that mm-hmm. would be a good song to play uh, Dandy's gonna have three shows there I would encourage you to check those out along with all of the other lineup this is a really great opportunity to see uh, some of the friend shows maybe you missed last year some friend shows you won't normally get to see oh there's a few I missed I'm excited yeah. to see and so, uh, yeah, so we'll have that coming along uh, this weekend, and it's so much fun. I also wanted to see, now, last time you were here, Neil, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you remember, Dandy came out, uh-huh. and uh, we talked about some of my bad business ideas, and he endorsed a few. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you remember. This has done really well since then. So we did a company. We it's started a, bit a company. Now. Uh, called uh, Bring Out Your Dead. (laughs) And so this is for people who want to remember uh, loved ones who have passed. So there there was a morbidity to it that Uh I think, and and the macabre that Dandy really appreciated. No doubt that resonated. So it's a 3D printed version of your loved one. It's smaller, not a full-size version. (laughs) That's a lot of plastic. Not just, you know, a little statuette of that person. Um, so that would be nice if you just had that as right. a little memento of them being around. What Bring Out Your Dead would do is we would go in to people's houses and move it around while they weren't home. And so that <laughs> way they still felt like the person was with them. Yeah, absolutely. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. That there's, makes sense. There's, there's, there's nothing more comforting than the feeling that there's someone in your house moving things when yeah. you're not home. <laughs> Or a ghost of some kind. A ghost. Uh, this has yeah. really taken off in the last two years. So this wow. business has done really well. So I wanted to see, um, and with Dandy as the spokesperson, I think that's the bigger thing. Now, I know you have a new show, Neil, with uh, Chet Chastain coming around. One of the people that you manage. Yeah. One of the many people that you manage inside it's, your own head. Ha- well, no, it, it, it's hard. I mean, I am the Mr. Kincaid of this little Partridge <laughs> family uh, uh-huh. <clears throat> traveling uh, traveling shenanigans bus and... Menagerie. Mena- yeah, and Chet is a... Uh, I don't know. Um, Chet, you want to say... Well, I wonder if Chet wants to come out and... Wake up. Uh, if Chet wants to do... Sorry, Wake up! Okay. Come on, get over here. Hang on one second. Okay, yeah, go get him. 
I'm Nick. Good morning. <clears throat> morning. Thank you so much for being here. <clears throat> what what day is it? Ch- Chastain, <laughs> it's it's your world premiere on Radio Day. Ah. <laughs> hey everybody. I'm so uh, appreciating uh, doing this at this point. Um, Chet, let me ask you a few questions. Are you excited about being here in Florida? I am. Florida's like home to me. Yeah, because you're from, from Georgia? Well, I'm not sure where I'm from. Sometimes I think I might be from California. And sometimes I think I just might be here from Florida. You know, there's I like things that end with A most of the time. Oh, good. You know, it, it rolls off the tongue easily. Yes. <laughs> sorry. It's okay. Chad, do you need something to Please drink or some water. Please. Some uh some something to smoke maybe would help. <clears throat> Doctor said I had to quit smoking on kind of my emphysema. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I still smoke them, you know. Oh, yeah. no, that makes sense. That does make a lot of sense. Scream, doctors. Uh, Chet, you have a show coming up at the Orlando Fringe Festival in I May. Do, I do. I'm Are you excited about that? I'm very excited of it. It's called, <laughs> it's called The Lovers, The Dreamers, and Chet. And it's story, It's my hours. <clears throat> it's my hour of survivals. It's my stories of survival as a um, person living on this hard planet that we live on right now this, together. This tough you know? planet. You've gone to the school of hard knocks, I assume. Oh, Chet, don't cry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to bring up any bad memories by just no, suggesting cry, that you're doing a show. I cry, I cry at beautiful things. Oh, okay, Nick. good. I'm I'm, it's okay. <laughs> It just transitions really well right into the coughing, though. <laughs> it certainly does. Yeah. Uh, Chet, uh, anything you want to say about the show? Like, what so, are you going to be? So when you say uh, well, survivals, like, how many survivals are we talking oh, about? Gosh. How many things have you survived? How many minutes do I have in an hour, you know, man? There's 60. There's um, times. Every hour has the same number times. of minutes. There's times in this world where, you know, you just have to look back at the footprints that you left in that beach. Yeah. And the further you walk, if there's more blood in those footsteps, you just have to ask yourself, what am I walking on? You know? That is... And... Yeah. And and then you just got to sit on that beach and you got to get digging at your feet. And no matter how bloody your feet are, whatever you can dig out of that foot, so that way, when you <laughs> when you're walking further down that beach, um, may, who even knows what beach it is? But if you're leaving the blood behind you, and your feet are just full of glass, and you're not really sure what morning it is, or maybe it's dusk, and uh, <laughs> and that's kind of <clears throat> that's you know that's kind of what the show's about. Oh, okay. It sounds a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> what beach is that so I cannot go there? You know, it's a metaphor. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Of, I talk, a lot of my shows are based on allegories and, um, and folk traditions. Yeah. And, um, but also a lot of it is just horror, you know, really, really pure on like it's survival and it's trauma and, and just the horrors of life but i don't want to make fun of it because people really do suffer you know and mm-hmm. i've suffered a lot but i think a lot of my i mean you might remember me i was <laughs> um 
I was that baby in the 80s that fell down <coughs> fell down that well. Yeah. Remember, I was on the news. Yeah. I fell down Not there the five times. popular one. I think that was baby Jessica. So you were the other baby? Yes, and Nick. Okay. Yes, and is, uh, is a tenant of improv. So, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I was that baby that fell down the well. But anyway, it's much funnier than it is here, you know? <laughs> I've gotten laughs before, Nick, and... Uh, not, not, well, good. Not well, your scathing criticism. I didn't come on this show. I mean, I have no, a publicist, and I have people who are supposed to manage me and put me in in front of the right sort of people to help me. Because otherwise, this is all, this flares up my pizza, d- and <coughs> that's PTSD. I, but I like to pronounce it <laughs> pizza. D- that is a, that is a good way to pronounce it. Uh, Chet, let me ask you this, and this might be something that you uh, do have to. Uh, survive as well <laughs> do you want to uh, one of the things i always do with uh people who come in is ask them about bad business ideas oh man and i know see, a lot about bad business ideas see Let if me they tell want to you. endorse it because i feel like chet you are you are a man of the people well that's awfully kind, kind you, of you to absolutely. say that's one of the nicest things that's been said to me in the past month or so at least of 2020 so far you believe it's 2020 i cannot believe it i can't even believe it i didn't even think i could count that high. What are your ideas? Okay. Uh, I was just thinking about counting to twenty twice. Uh, <laughs> the let's let's talk about um, let's talk about minimalism, oh, Chet, gosh. because I feel like that's something that you can relate to. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a like a Japanese lady's apartment, you right? Know? Yeah, it's tidying the... up with Marie Kondo. Oh and all my that goodness! Stuff. So, do you do you, have you downsized? Would you move into a tiny house? Can you get rid of enough stuff? Let me tell you something. Yeah, Chad. I've okay, lived very serious. I've lived in some tiny freaking houses. Yeah. Okay? I've lived in some of the tiniest, freakiest little houses that you can imagine. I I I spent four years of my life living in a little kid's uh, little fake little house back behind the parents' house, and they had no idea I was living in there. there. I was drinking out of little tiny plates and eating off of little tiny saucers, and I lived out there quite nicely for. <laughs> <laughs> for a full four and a half years, you know, before those people even came out there. So don't you tell me about little tiny houses. What's your idea? <laughs> oh, uh, well, it sounds like you know a lot about little tiny houses, which is great yeah, because is... a lot of people are moving into them. I don't Absolutely. Know if you've heard this, uh, for a number of different reasons, not just squatting in somebody's backyard. <laughs> so uh, what stops people from moving into the small houses, into the tiny houses is all their stuff, right? Yeah, I guess. And I mean, as someone oh, who, the, oh, the burden of stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what I was thinking is we could actually build the tiny houses out of their stuff so they could bring it along. Oh, my gosh. That's what, genius. Yeah, so it's a, a new company would be called Flywalls. <laughs> Take all the things you love and build your tiny home out of them. So, like, books, for example. Books are the biggest one. People oh can never gosh. get rid of books. Do you read a lot, Chet? I read about as much as I have to. Okay, but uh, so for some people, we could put the books up and make walls out of them. So if they wanted to read, they just walk up to a wall and open up the book. <laughs> and the roof could be made out of their uh, Blu-ray DVDs. Oh, my goodness. For example, because who really watches DVDs anymore? I know. I mean, just even opening the little plastic package is too much just to get the DVD out. Right. By then, you could already press the button and be watching Mulan, anything you want. Exactly. <gasps> Now, uh, Chet, let me ask you this. I'm in favor of that one for the record. Okay, great. So we could talk to you about that. Um, I also wanted to do something on as an app. I was thinking apps are really big now. 
is my understanding. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, bacon, bacon tater tots and, uh, tater and tots. stuffed loaded taters and yep, exactly. <laughs> love apps. Uh, I was thinking apps for your phone. Now, do you feel like uh, around you are the signs of foreshadowing, like different things are going to happen based on, you know, this bird flying oh, or seeing um, a... A particular cloud type. Uh, oh, Nick, there's harbingers of our imminent peril around every corner. Right. I mean, a crow flies over your head, you know, if... Uh, a if, person uh, walks over if, your grave. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've had more than a few people step over me thinking I'm dead, Nick. <laughs> more than a few. So, um, you know, don't yeah, laugh about people I'm, stepping over my I'm, grave. I'm not laughing about it. I'm just thinking more about... More than a few, let me tell you, mister. How many? Again, I can't really count okay, that Okay, great. Got it, got it. Uh, so all these harbingers, all these things, uh, if you were able to, maybe you don't know how to interpret it, but you see it. Yeah. So with this app called Metaphor Shadow, you'd be able to take a picture with your phone and it would translate that metaphor or whatever that is for you. Yeah. And you would understand what's about to happen to you. It's kind of like peyote for the millennial crowd, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you don't have to think about it anymore. Maybe it's a spirit animal and maybe it's trying to tell you something. That sort of thing. Heck yeah, I like that. You I like, like that one? That. I like that. All right. Okay. I need uh, a phone, but I like it. Okay, we'll get you a phone and you can be the uh, the person <gasps> to, uh, hey, to talk about bagels. that. What? I was asking if they got bagels over there. Oh, y'all okay. got bagels? All right. Okay. <laughs> so we'll get you some bagels. <laughs> <laughs> So do you have any bad business ideas that you want, Chet, that you have done in the past that you want to talk about or you want to pitch to us, like the listener? You have a whole audience of people in Orlando. Oh, Jesus Christ. I was slinging heroin down on 4th Street for a while up in oh, New York yes. City. Yeah, and, that's not a, and a that business wasn't, idea. And that wasn't a good idea, let me tell you that. No, this, no. This eight-foot-tall eight prostitute came up towards me, and she was like, hey, you selling heroin? And I was like, I sure am, honey. You want to taste before I knew it, it was a police officer, full-on mustache, mustache, uh, forearms, biggest tree trunks. I mm -hmm. had no idea. She whipped out of that little Tina Turner dress, and then she had me up against the wall. <laughs> I went down for that one, so that's a bad idea. Okay. That's a right. real bad idea. That I don't, is a, that I is don't got actual... a funny name for it. It's just selling heroin. Don't do it. <laughs> Great. That's some good advice. Uh, crying sad or crying because of beautiful things? It's kind of beautiful, though, because she and I, she wrote me letters in prison for a while. Oh, that's nice. nice. That's nice. I miss her. Okay, let's yeah. get you some bagels. Let's get you into some bagels. <laughs> I'd like that very much. Okay, Thank Chet. Thank you. We're going to play a song now. Uh, this is Nomo. Hey, uh, hey, see my show at the Rainbow Venue next Orlando Fringe coming oh, 2020. Yeah. The lovers, the dreamers, <coughs> Chet. Sorry uh, to interrupt yes. you. No, no, no. Thank you for that. Uh, actual play of Montreal. This seems to be an appropriate song title. Keep sending me black fireworks on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. Every week. That's how often I'm on the radio with amazing people like Neil. These are people who are doing something neat in Orlando with food, music, art, improv, comedy, education, and many other things. Consider subscribing to the podcast. Just go to a certain degree.com for a link to your favorite podcast network provider. Now back to the show.
uh, of Montreal on WPRK, <laughs> Winter Park, Florida. Keep sending me black fireworks. Sorry, we get to talking on, off the air just as much as we're talking on the air. So sometimes when the song skips, uh, like it does, uh, first of all, it's an of Montreal song. So you never know if it's actually yeah. skipping or that's the song. I wonder if it was on purpose. I guess it wasn't. I don't think so because no. it looked like the numbers were churning there. Uh, so, yes, apologies for that. Sorry. We'll try not to let that happen again. Good morning. My name is Nick. This is a special edition of To a Certain Degree called Odd Numbers with a Multitude. Speaking of numbers of churning, guests. those were odd numbers. Those were odd numbers. The numbers were just cycling and Thank cycling. You. you find odd numbers all the time in your life, and you try to tie it into the name of the show that you came up with without yeah. really knowing why you came up with it. It sounds like life. Uh, so thank you to my very special guest, Neil Arthur James, the man with no last name, coming no. in. That's, yeah. that's great. I'm yeah. going to use that. Yeah, please do. Please steal all my the ideas. The man with no last name. Yes, please do. Neil is here again. Uh, he was on a couple of years ago on the radio it and on so the podcast version. It, it was a really good listen to go back to it. Um, one, I think it's just like any other piece of work that you do. You need sometimes to step away from it in order to get some perspective. Yeah. So what happened for me was I was like, oh, I'm glad I asked that question or, oh, I'm glad we covered that uh, because we covered a number of different things, including your writing process, um, you know, listening to and having watched a couple of shows now uh, from Dandy Darkly, from mm -hmm. Neil uh, and Dandy Darkly. You know, I got to see a little bit of how you mentioned before I saw your show, like, you do everything to the musical and sound cues. Yeah, it's very, very um, rehearsed. Yeah. yeah. So down if you, to down to the second, really. Yeah. So if you miss something or something happens, there's an I, interruption of some kind. You have to catch back up. I do. I call it falling off the train when yeah. I'm chugging along with the uh, train metaphors, notwithstanding, considering mm -hmm. my last show was about trains. Yep. But you know, chugging along and. As soon as, you know, there's a, some sort of outside force that derails me, then mm -hmm. it's, <clears throat> I either need to slow down and let the, but I mean, it's really, it's really no different than singing along with a backing track or something. Yeah, but yeah, it's, absolutely. But, you know, it, it's just, there is that added, there is an added, uh, added pressure, or at least I mean, it it it's it all translates into pressure for me. But it, for, I guess I would say it's an added, um, and it's an added ideal to make it appear all Im impromptu and very off the cuff for Dandy. He likes uh, to have it just feel like patter when it's really, yeah. it's really down down to the second. Every word is planned. Everything is in in stone. It's interesting, too, because I think, like, having done some presentations, you know, you might have five minutes for this presentation, but mm -hmm. you can still move around and have some oh, leeway absolutely. within this. <clears throat> and, um, even, and even with a backing track, I mean, part of, part of the journey of doing a show, I think, um, I think I tallied them up. I think I'm up to, like, 68 performances at this point with All Aboard. Which for some artists who've done shows, I mean that's a tiny amount, you know. I know I know some some peers who have done shows, you know, and, and you get and you get so you get so you, you 
you start to know the show so forward mm-hmm. and backward that that's when really the 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 room to play in a script really comes into being even even with a even with a, a skeleton of like you know of like a backing track that's guiding you and you know you can still find little ways to play around with stuff you can find moments to be off the cuff um i think my number one trouble is I don't really risk going off cuff too often because invariably the times I have tried to throw a little funny thing out, like if someone drops a program or if someone sneezes during a show Mm. and I have, I have dared to say something about it, I will go belly up. (laughs) You know, I've I've been like, "Ah, I don't know where I am now. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fun. I love it. So the only thing that I've done that's that's close to that is there's a series of events around the world, a group called Pachakacha, and they have chapters <laughs> in a number of different cities. Uh-huh. Uh, Pachakacha means chit-chat in Japanese. Oh, okay. And it's so a cute word. It is. And it is a 20-slide presentation, and you have 20 seconds per slide. So you come up with it. It's not just thrown at you. Here's the slides that you're going to be doing. But if you're doing the presentation, the slide goes after 20 seconds, whether you're ready for it or not. Oh, wow. So if you've already sort of, if you go too fast, you're sitting there waiting what feels like an eternity for the Mm -hmm. next slide. Or if you go too slow, the next slide comes up and you're stuck still trying to catch up from the last one. Um, And so that's the only experience that I've had. And that's relatively harrowing. Yeah, no, it is. But but there's such a great payoff to, you know, saying... um, trailing into a, just having like a beautifully said thing and then the piano comes in ding ding ding, ding yeah. you know and and it and it really um i think it it really uh, the people who come to see a dandy darkly show and i think i think the music is a character unto itself because mm-hmm. of that you know um i think down the road it would be really fantastic to perform with a live band at some point. Yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, goodness gracious, that is, you know, I think, I think all of us at these festivals are so dog paddling in place just to stay afloat and just to, you know, just to pay off the, you know, the cost of the plane ticket and mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, the, the Arby's roast beef sandwich we had that afternoon. You five know, for with, five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just for an, just to pay off what we ate and how we got to the place. Um, that, you know, the idea of something like that just seems so grandiose. But I'm a dreamer. Well, and I think that a lot of people may not realize that many, so for example, a couple of years ago, you were doing a small tour when you came out <laughs> to Orlando uh, for Mythmouth, mm-hmm. when you were doing Mythmouth, you had done right before Orlando. You'd done the Tampa Fringe. Oh, you'd done yes. Orlando, and then I think you were doing a few more, mm-hmm. and, uh, sort of you know, a mini and, tour over and the I summer. Will, I do want to give a shout out to the Tampa Fringe. They're a fantastic organization as well. And <clears throat> there's actually a, a, there's coming into the circuit for the first time this year. There's now the Fort Myers Fringe, mm-hmm. which is starting up. I mean, anyone anyone in the Orlando area, you know, you can catch. You can catch fringe shows now in Fort Myers and Tampa and here. Um, it's it's great. I mean, it like I said earlier, it's really it's really a a great global um, movement that is is really catching on. So I think has the, caught on. Has caught on. What am I saying? Um, 
Well, but for you, I think it's also an opportunity to develop, like talking about the cost of doing these things, Mm -hmm. even flying around and uh, the fringes often find Mm -hmm. uh, places for the people who are coming in from out of town to to stay for free yeah, and that sort of thing. Which is a fantastic... Uh, wonderful. Um, this isn't necessarily a money-making uh, thing for you. You probably make a couple of bucks off of it, but for the most part, um, I, I think it, it breaks even, I would imagine. But this is a way for you to develop uh, your voice and develop your writing and develop um, and see how things work with an audience. It is. I mean, you know... W- Something that that I've had to consider as a as a fringe artist who has been fortunate enough to get some critical feedback, really really nice critical feedback mm-hmm. on the work that I create. Um, I've gradually grown an audience of people who are okay to go see the weird clown do his, <laughs> you know, do his strange storytelling thing. Um, that that's pretty much what I tell people is just come in and see it, you know. Um. Yeah, it doesn't really make a lot of money. I mean, I <clears throat> I can't. And I don't I, want. I, sorry, and, I don't and, want to imply. And, and, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, I'm. Uh, listen, I the thing I tell all of the people who I who embark on this on you're not you're you're very un very unlikely you're going to be the next Fleabag who has a show on Netflix or something. Um, it's 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 hard. It's hard. There's um. You know, I think the average festival audience at the Edinburgh Fringe is something like, you know, five or six people, mm-hmm. um, you know, out of 3,500 shows and growing. I mean, you mentioned earlier the 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 ocean of names that were drawn for the 100 or so slots. Yeah, in, around in, 400 this year. It was 400 this year. Yeah. You know, there's going to be even more next year probably. For the Orlando um, Fringe. For yeah. the Orlando Fringe. Um, it's tough. And so, you know, I, I I know a lot of performers who help supplement this by, um, you know, instructing the next generation of fringe performers, um, you know, how to do a solo show, how to promote your show, how to publicize yourself, how to do all of these things because you are a one-person production team. Mm-hmm. You know, I I do my costumes, I do my makeup, I do I build my little set when I have one. I you know, I do all the audio design for my shows. Um, you know, you you got to hustle. You got to get out there and work. And so, yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a barista. I wait tables. I'm excited to get back to L.A. to just get back into a day to day routine. You know, and also right, get planning. Yeah, yeah, and also get planning on new work. Mm. I mean, real life. Real life trudges on even when, you know, all of us are on the road together in our little circus bus going from city to city. And it's it's a privilege to get to do this. I mean, you know, I don't I don't. Not for a single moment do I ever do I ever uh, not not bless my lucky stars for getting to go out there and. And create these these weirdos who you know get to hopefully move people and make people laugh. I mm. mean, that's the that's from the moment I got my first laugh in kindergarten. You know, I've been an addict to uh, you were hooked to yeah. it. Oh yeah, it's it's better than anything else. <laughs> I think <laughs> I would agree with that, um, especially since I'm on the radio and I never get to hear people laughing. 
They're uh, laughing at home, Nick. They're laughing at... I don't care if they're laughing at me, with me, towards me. If they're laughing at something else altogether, but I happen to be on at the time, totally fine with that. Beautiful synchronicity. I like that. Uh, Let's take a break, and we'll come back. Uh, We have to decide who's going to do the pop quiz. Oh, Neil probably will. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see about that. Maybe another altar will come out. Oh, that would be nice. We'll we'll, we'll premiere someone. Uh, Robert Bradley uh, from Robert Bradley's Blackwater Surprise. This is California, appropriately enough. Mm. And uh, if you have a chance again this weekend, uh, Dandy Darkley's California Screaming will be at the fourth annual Orlando Fringe Winter Mini Fest, along with a number of other amazing shows. Go to OFWinterMiniFest.com to get your tickets and your buttons and your ticket buttons. I don't know if that's a thing. Robert Bradley on WPRK. January is a time for new beginnings, and that also applies to local journalism. Beginning in the latest issue, the College Park Community Paper and the Downtown Community Paper have merged into the Community Paper. If you live in College Park, Soto, the Milk District, Mills 50, and Downtown, check your mailbox. If it's not in there, it's available at any number of local merchants and online. I can't stress it enough. There are a lot of great writers, a lot of good info about what's going on in and around the heart of Central Florida. Check it out at yourcommunitypaper.com, or if you like the feel of newsprint in your hot little hands, pick it up. Back to the show. All right. Apologies for the technical issues. Robert Bradley's Blackwater Surprise with California, or some of it before it started skipping, and that was Rex Orange County with loving is easy blame it on chet uh chet was messing around with the equipment wanted to be a dj for several years of his life (laughs) along with a number of other things all right so we're back with neil arthur james dandy darkley's california screaming is this weekend so we can't uh let you go without doing a pop quiz that might be themed about something to do with your show oh okay okay oh okay yeah all right. Well, good. We'll see. <laughs> nah, we'll see. Neil, we've got... Uh, Chris- I'm woefully stupid. I was homeschooled, everyone. No, not really. Not really? No. <laughs> homeschooled or woefully ignorant? We'll see. No, we'll see, I'm, I guess. Yeah. By the way, there are stakes for this quiz. Oh. Not actual stakes. Oh. Like, I, you know. <laughs> uh, so if you only get two right or fewer, which would be one or zero... We become bitter enemies for the week, so I will actively try to destroy <laughs> Trash you. Trash me, tear yep. my show down. Yeah, hey, absolutely. I'm used to it. I'm used to it. Uh, or if you get four or five right, there's five questions total, then we become best friends, oh, and I'll good. do everything to build you up. Oh, well, that's wonderful. So either way, I'll need your schedule for the week. <laughs> I'll need a list of all your allergies and fears. All right. And so obviously, if I'm your best friend, I'll keep those things away yeah. from you. If I'm your most bitter enemy, I will keep those things coming towards you. I feel like the stream. I feel like the, I feel like the stream of conscious ramblings of my alter egos has given you enough ammunition. Nick, it, it has. It has. Okay. Well, let's get to it. Chris uh, Crespo is going to help us out with this week's quiz, and you can catch him on PFT Media. And of course, Simon Time Trivia is at Simon Time Trivia on Facebook. Let's take it away with Chris. Hey, Nick, this is Chris from the Simon Time Trivia Show. I have five questions for you, your to a certain degree audience, and your guest, 
Neil James Arthur. So good luck, guys. Here are five trivia questions. Number one. Which state in our country was the 31st to join the Union? All right. Based on the show, I would have to guess California. Oh, let's see if you're correct. The answer, the 31st state to join our country was California. Oh, Look at that. Oh, wow. Good job. Okay, 1-0. and oh. You're still in bitter enemy territory, <laughs> but you're doing better. I'm going to try. Question number two. Which is the only state in our country to have more forest land than California? Well, mm. I mean, just based on landmass, I would mm. have to guess Alaska. Rhode Island. Yeah, oh, exactly. Okay. Rhode Florida. is a better answer. I would have to guess Alaska. The answer, the only state in our country to have more forest land than California would be Alaska. Yeah. 2-0. Oh. You know. Neil, were you making it up how <laughs> ignorant you are? Lying about that. I have Shouldn't to lie guess. About being I, have, ignorant. I have to guess these get harder. Okay. Well, one would think. Maybe. Question three. What river, named after a state, forms the border between California and Arizona? God, I don't know. The Nevada River? I really don't know this one. Okay. This is a. I didn't know this one. And I'm from Canada. <clears throat> You're from Canada? No, I knew the that. The answer would be. The Colorado oh, of River. Course, the Colorado River. Good grief. That makes sense for it to be right between those yeah, two states. Yeah, of course. Okay, still better oh enemy territory. God. You still have a chance to be best friend. I know. Question number four. All right. What is the state flower of California? Um, See, I really should have named this show Georgia Screaming. <laughs> Now, That's actually, where I'm from, and okay. I would have... Uh... So let me give you a little bit of a hint on this one, because state flowers, especially since you just moved there... I just moved to California, be, for crying out loud. Dandy would really like... They, quiz me on old Hollywood scream queens. Okay. God dang it. Next time. Not... Next time you come geographical. on. Geographical. Uh, Dandy would really appreciate this this flower because of what it gets to be turned into. Oh, in that case, it is actually. I think Chet would appreciate it more. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Of course, could it be the poppy? <gasps> the answer: the state flower of California would be the poppy. Ah, look at that! Ding, 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 ding. Chet has moved to the right state. I know, right? Yeah. All right, so you're out of bitter enemy territory. Good. We're we're in comfort comfortably neutral. Yes, so you got one more chance to be best friends. All right, no more hints. Okay, I feel like I'm back in my old quiz academic quiz bowl days. And question number five: Adopted in 1849, what one word exclamation was declared the California state motto? Um. I imagine it has something to do with the California gold rush. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to say, gosh, um, I want to say Eureka or. Um, that is a hard word to spell if you've never seen it written down before. You know, I don't really. I'm going to say Eureka. It's not Eureka, but. The answer that one word exclamation is Eureka. What? That's it. Your five <laughs> questions for to a certain degree. Thank you very much. That's five already. Nick. That's five. And we Neil. are best friends. Well, I'm very proud of myself. Good I, job. I'm, 
Yeah, you based know on more the date about California. I know. Than you even I thought know. you knew. More than I knew. So if you want to see more about California, Dandy Darkly's California Screaming. Let's play one more song and then we'll do all the plugs. We'll come back. I'll have to say goodbye to Dandy, oh. to Neil, to Chet, to the cast of thousands that we'll was here all today. Be back. Let's uh, go with uh, Yellow Ostrich. This is the song Whale on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. WPRK is one of the best college radio stations in the Southeast, and I would argue one of the best in the world. Why? It's volunteer-based, and each show is as unique as the DJ who is putting the playlist together. Tune in on your radio or stream it on WPRK.org, and you will hear music you've never heard before and songs you don't normally hear on the radio. There is always something interesting happening, so listen early and often. Now back to the show. Yellow Ostrich with Whale from the album The Mistress on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You've been listening to Odd Numbers. Our time is almost up. Oh. I know, right? Bye, Wait. everyone. <laughs> Dandy is saying <laughs> goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. See, sometimes they do get blended a bit. Yeah. Dandy's already left. He's Chet's left. passed out. Passed out. Possibly uh, dead. Yeah, possibly. possibly. People are walking over him right now. <laughs> Uh, Neil is still here. Neil Arthur James is here for a couple more minutes. Hey, gang. And uh, we're going to tell you about him. So you can... Uh, are you out there as Neil at all, or is it just Dandy that you're out there as? So dandydarkly.com. Oh, you know, I think... Well, um, yeah, dandydarkly.com is the Central best point. ways to find out what's happening. Okay. Um, also, Dandy has a page on the Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a tricky... It's a tricky dance it's funny i know so many other performers who are drag queens drag kings alternate um persona performers um and you know it's a it's a everyone has kind of their own their own choice for for me for me personally when once i'm in a costume um you know that's when it switches over to being preferred to be called by whatever proper name of the person that, you know, is presenting sure. at the time. You yeah. know, there's it's a it's it's a fun it's a fun little thing. But social media you can but present media, yourself. You don't oh, have yeah. to be in costume. You don't or have to do any of that. Or on the radio. You don't have yeah. to I didn't have to get I didn't have to put on 2 hours of makeup for yeah, this. Yeah, I mean you did. I did, of it course. It was very nice of you. <laughs> But I thought it was a little much when you would scrub it off yeah, to be Neil again and then put, and it, then back put it back on. That it's, was a lot. It is a lot. You didn't was... have to go to that much effort. <laughs> I wish I had taken some pictures of it. Next time. Time-lapse video, Next perhaps. time. But uh, so you have some shows going on this weekend mm-hmm. at the Orlando Fringe Winter Mini Fest, Friday at 9, Saturday at 10, Sunday at 420. Please go. Please mm, get your it's tickets. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a great show. It's a world premiere of a new Dandy Darkly show uh, called Dandy Darkly's California Screaming. And I know it's going to be a lot of fun having seen now three, two shows. Two. Myth Mouth and Myth All Mouth Aboard. Myth and All Aboard, my and last just having two. hung out with Dandy and friends. You know. Um, I know it's going to be a great show. Private and there's going to be a lot of other shows. Hey, hey, hey. Let's not talk about that. It was fantastic. <laughs> but it's ours. Right. It's just dandies and mine. Don't speak. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, anything else you want to talk about? Hey, I'm just so excited to be back in Orlando. Yeah. This is my little home away from home, Good. and I cannot wait to, uh, to, to bring out some new stuff for you guys. Yeah, at the Orlando Fringe. That'll be in May as well, so keep up with that. Uh, let's shake hands now that we're best friends. Oh, we are. Yay. Oh, your hands are warm. I know. I have a naturally by <laughs> high, naturally high body temperature. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we'll play the word. Uh, this seems appropriate. I'll fly away on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You've been listening to Odd Numbers. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to Odd Numbers, episode 31. Where do you go from here? Tell your friends, families, neighbors about how great this show is. Also visit toacertaindegree.com. That's T-O-A, certaindegree.com. Just a reminder that this and every episode is recorded live on WPRK 91.5 FM. You can listen every Monday at 7 a.m. on your radio or streaming on the Internet. That's when shows are at peak freshness. Thanks for listening. I'll truly miss our little talks.